Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
I don't so understand. So why, why trigger the random encounter so early? Not that we trigger them. They just happen randomly. I, I know. They happen randomly. We have no control over this. <laughs> None. Um, no. So all jokes aside, uh, today's episode, we, we were going to continue discussing and developing our course uh, monster for Estrock, our battle cat mount, but some stuff's been going down. There's been uh, yeah, some events. Yeah, it seems like literally nothing else is happening it, in the tabletop. It's right. I know, like the you know, wars. there's all sorts of fun stuff going on in the world. I don't care. I think Senate, you know, the Senate and the new Congress. You know, ridiculous yeah. amounts of Congress. Nope. Dungeons and Dragons news. Yeah. So, I'm going to give the abbreviated. I'm going to give the abbreviated timeline of the current events because some of you listening may already know this. Some of you might have no idea about what I am talking about. And some of you might be listening to this years down the line, and it won't matter anymore. So, yeah. who knows? So, for the purposes of this, about, what was it, the 2nd of January? Yeah. Yeah, it was the 2nd right. of January. Okay. So, yeah. let me, um, let's dial, picture. we're going to go back in time. We're going to go yeah. back in time about 20 years. The yeah. Dungeons & Dragons edition is the 3.5 edition, or the 3rd edition. and. Yeah. Wizards of the Coast releases a document called the Open Gaming License, mm-hmm. hereafter referred to as the OGL. And the Open, ga- open Gaming License was a 900-word agreement that Wizards of the Coast gave to third-party publishers to freely create and sell material that used the 5th edition rules as long as they didn't third infringe, oh, third, yeah, the third edition rules. Yep. As long as it didn't infringe upon the intellectual copyright, the intellectual property of specific things from Dungeons and Dragons, you could create subclasses for the fighter at the time called prestige classes, uh, mm-hmm. and that was not a big deal. You just couldn't create mind flayers because those were proprietary to Wizards of the Coast. Right, you this couldn't was, build on mind flayers. You could right? build on mind flayers for fan content, but not for selling. Yeah, you um, couldn't sell like the Mind Flayer community that D&D didn't come up with. Correct, exactly. Okay. So as long as you were maintaining... So they, they put out this 900-word document, and then they also put out a uh, document called the System, system Reference Document, uh, which was the rules you could use. And what this did is it allowed you... It allowed third-party creators to create games using language that was either directly from or closely adjacent to language from 5th edition, and it was an agreement. It was Wizards of the Coast pledging, hey, you can do this. We're not going to sue you. We're not going to come after you. For the rest, for, from now on, you can do this. And this is an agreement with us and other creators to help broaden the horizons of Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. And they said it was going to go on forever. You're always going to be able to use this license. And this is the same license that has been used by 3rd uh, edition, 3.5 edition. They changed it and switched to something else for fourth edition that was vastly unpopular, but the but the old uh 3.5 edition, which I'm going to call 1.0. There's also yeah. 1.0A. They're very similar. Yeah. Though that edition of the game license maintained because they said, well, if we create a new game license, you can just use the old one. Yeah. So the fourth edition uh gaming license wasn't as popular, but then when they switched to fifth edition, people started using uh they they fifth edition used that same OGL from 20 years ago. So for right. 20 years, people have used the open gaming license to create content, which has led to this booming environment of third-party creations in Dungeons & Dragons. It's one of the most brilliant things they ever did. It's honestly mm-hmm. a cornerstone of what makes this game and this hobby so ubiquitous And when it comes mm-hmm. to tabletop role-playing games. So, right. Josh, 
What do you think they did with it? Oh, they kept it in place, right? Right. right. They they kept it in place and they said it's going to go on forever and never, ever, ever stop. Right. Yeah, except that's except not what that happened. it appears. It appears. Yeah, do you want to not- take over the news? Well, I mean, we don't have to take over necessarily, but um, let's let's go back. I'm going to do this. So <laughs> I had actually had this. My initial um, way that I was keeping track of this was when Todd first sent us the message. Remember, this was oh, a, yeah. just the other day. He... Where were you? It was in the fourth pillar. So um, Todd from uh, Superpod HeroCast, friend of ours, also D&D player with us, sent us a message that uh, IO9, well, no, no, I'm sorry, Gizmodo. I, I, well, Gizmodo it's technically did the article, IO9 as well, yeah. They're all the same thing. Uh, Gizmodo had, had released an article Gawker that- Gawker um, Media. Pe- yeah, it's the same media, exactly, same media group, had released an article and they had gotten um, a hold of- uh, in a copy of what appeared to be the new OGL 1.1. Right, which is supposed which, to go hand in hand with the the one D&D that is currently being developed. Right, yeah, and the, the backward compatible. And, um, you know, it was something we knew was coming up this year, um, but Wizards of the Coast on D&D Beyond had just created, uh, it had just made a statement on December 21st because of 2022, because they had been so silent on it. Right? People, Everyone people was were concerned like, that they were going to create a new gaming license that was not mm-hmm. as open and uh, beneficial to creation as 1.0a. Right. Um, so, I mean, in just for possibly people who are listening, understand that like Critical Role operates, you know, the, the most popular D&D thing, they operate utilizing the OGA. Anybody who does anything with Dungeons & Dragons uses the OGA as a umbrella legal document to protect them from lawsuit mm-hmm. from Wizards yeah. of the Coast. To make sure that they're they're in the clear, um, you know, and um, wizards released this statement. They kind of were just like, "Oh no, don't worry." There's like, I mean, it was people were starting to panic. I would say the run up from like December because they hadn't heard yeah. anything. The the grumblings had begun because of I think I believe the original grumblings began because there was the rumor of the NDA meeting. Right there was a there was a rumor that they got together with some industry insiders and were working on something, and people were anticipating this to be some sort of again a non beneficial. Uh, backroom deal right anytime and you, we weren't you in the room in, where it happened right anytime you throw an nda into the mix everybody's always going to assume the worst because it's probably safe to do so well it probably was it probably was premature to assume the worst wasn't it well yeah it turns <laughs> out no <laughs> so when 1.1 1. 1, when um what vendor dropped one point who, who released it i don't recall so um 1.1 1. 1 made it to the internet um this was what friday uh i believe it was the second was it all the way back to the second? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been over a week. It's been over a week. I believe it was the second wow. that it, the article broke. It has been a long, long couple of <laughs> couple it's of been days. A long, it's been a long couple of days for you know two guys that just started building Esterok around the OGL. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, we're going to get to that OGL in just a second. Is, yeah, yeah. So this OGL comes out, and all of the sudden, I mean, if you're making any kind of significant money, um, they're going to take twenty five percent, which you kind of go, okay, I get it. You want to. You know, sure, I, I get you it, you're a big you, company. You exactly. Uh, the the 1.1, it, it does a lot of interesting things. Um, yeah. It says you have to register your products with them no matter how much money you make. You have mm-hmm. to uh, give them a portion of your money if you make over $750,000. You owe them then 25% of your profit. Right. Yep. Or 25% of your sales. But they reserve the right in that OGL to also lower that $750,000 threshold. So At any it's, point. it's a dial yep. they could turn just to increase the amount of money they're making. Mm-hmm. It allowed them to use anything that you made under the new For license agreement. Ever. 
forever for free. If you create a really cool monster on your podcast, say, wizards can go, oh, thanks, yoink, and then they can throw it into a book and never give you credit or money. Now, you can still sell it. You can still sell you it yourself, but so yeah. can they. Yeah. Um, what else? What are, there's so well, many. The, you know, there was, was so the funny. biggest was, problem. It, there were so many problems. There were so there many were problems. so many problems. It was and worse then, you know, than the, people anticipated. Yeah, they did try to couch it in the idea that, oh, we're just trying to protect us. You know, they used a lot of stuff. You know, they threw out NFTs and... Oh, yeah, um, we're gonna, and we reserve the right to withdraw the license if you promote anything that is racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic. Yeah. So they almost used some really progressive ideas that are very popular in the community yeah. and use that to kind of like smokescreen a little bit, some of the oh, other for things. for sure. But then we're, the we're just worst, looking out for you. Yeah. The worst part, the mm-hmm. worst part is where they said, oh, and by the way, we are officially unauthorizing the old OGL, the document right, because- that for the past 20 years people have used. Yeah, because and, up to that point, before that had come out, the assumption, and because nobody had to go to a intellectual property lawyer and really figure this out, the assumption was that the OGL could not be revoked. undone, right? right? It was always there. We So we now, we all know new terms. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, we saw we've perpetual. We've become legal, expert, le- yeah. legal experts. We all know perpetual. We get that. Um, yep, it but said it was perpetual. From, yep, and we're like, oh, then that just means, you know, everyone's never had to challenge the document so no one ever thought about it so the assumption was just like well they can release 1.1 but we can just stick with 1.0 because 1.0 says perpetual well and you know the other reason they thought that right because they said on the website on the website yeah on a page that has now been scrubbed but it's still Mm -hmm. there up until recently it said if you release a new ogl and i don't like it do i have to use it no you don't have to use it you can always choose to use one of the previous authorized versions of the ogl yeah um, but they, they, you know, but because it only has perpetual in the wording for the OGL, and we it are doesn't now have all irrevocable. irrevocable. Or if you're not irrevocable, irrevocable if you're nasty, but irrevocable <laughs> yeah. if you like saying words that sound better. Um, yeah. yeah. And the original authors of the OGL said, no, this was intended to be a document that could never be revoked, but yeah. you didn't put the word irrevocable in it. Mm-hmm. So there are mm-hmm. lots of people who are throwing out lots of armchair legal advice saying well they're going to get sued because the intention was always that it was going to go on and not be revoked right but other legal minds who are more pragmatic have said well it just means that they can challenge it a back door has been left in the document and that Mm -hmm. back door is now being exploited oh yeah absolutely um you know and it's funny because you do it's funny when this first started as it progressed, because I know I initially sent the group um, one lawyer. He was just he was a contract lawyer, and he even specified right in the beginning, "This isn't my my specialization. This isn't my expertise." Going over this OGL, explained it's not my expertise, but and he took it from a contracts perspective, and he treated the license as though it was a contract, and um, that really got a lot of traction. I after I sent that video to you, I saw it a lot of places. It was referenced a lot, mm-hmm. um, but a uh, license is not a contract. A contract is not a license. Right. And eventually I looked and looked until I found, um, I'll, I'll at least name drop the person. He's actually an intellectual uh, property lawyer. You know, he, he specializes. He is an expert. He knows about okay. copyright. He understands. And he very clearly states in there, he had a very uh, succinct and um, straightforward explanation of how everyone is wrong. <laughs> that if it, he explained what perpetual means, he explained what revocable means. And he explained why they both need to be in there. And if they aren't, um, there's legal precedent the most, for them to pull it. Yeah, e- easily the most confident of any of the uh, any other legal thing I had seen or, or heard up to that point. He was like, and oh, no, 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 let me go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and the unfortunate matter is just realistically, realistically, mm-hmm. even yeah. if there is a case to fight against them revoking the old 
OGL, mm-hmm. money talks. And right. anybody who might bring a legal challenge is not going to have the same legal pocketbook that Hasbro has. Right. So, Which is just part of what makes the whole thing so sick anyway. Right. Um, so news breaks. And then quickly everyone is like, well, what about Pathfinder? Pathfinder, we've definitely talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, we can just switch to Pathfinder. We're so angry about this. They're trying to hurt third-party publishers. We'll switch to Pathfinder. Published Uh-oh. under the OGL. Pathfinder is published under the OGL. So for those of you who are listening going, I don't know what any of this means, and I don't understand why this is important. Every game published for the past 20 years that used the old OGL to make their Mm -hmm. product legal, that umbrella was going to be taken away. And they had to then change to the new OGL, which means that all of their previous products were no longer legal. Yeah. So Unless they switched over, and then it became... Hasbro's. Exactly. And, and unless they switch over and then it becomes owner property of Hasbro, unless uh, so they so unless they were able, willing to switch over and sign off their profits and do all mm-hmm. this other horrible things, yeah. their products would no longer be able to be sold or distributed. So yeah. this isn't just like, well, they're they're moving forward. Honestly, a lot of people were like, if 1.1's, you know, garbage terms, I'm just going to stick with 1.0A. Yeah. There was plenty of people who were just like, I'm just going to stick with 1.0A anyway. I like 5th edition. I don't need to worry about this. Yeah, that was Can't our belief. even do that. Yeah. So do you know who this back. really... And this sucks for everybody. Mm-hmm, this sucks mm-hmm. for so many different people because, yeah. again, you are not a property uh, intellectual property lawyer. I'm not an intellectual property lawyer. <clears throat> I am, however, a a player and you know what we are is we're two guys who started a podcast about learning to be game designers <laughs> backboned on the 1.0 AG, uh, OGL, OGL which was going to be the playground in which we cut our teeth learning to be game designers mm-hmm. and ladies and gentlemen we can't do that yeah. under the 1.1 game license we I mean there's there's you know I'm not being so arrogant as to say we're going to make tons of money or any money off of this whatsoever However, Josh, how comfortable are you with giving a billion-dollar corporation full access to everything we create and making it their own? Not at all. Not at all. Not even a little. It's condescending. It's completely anathema to the spirit of what was built with the OGL. The original OGL created a vast, beautiful tapestry of Mm -hmm. tabletop role-playing games. And yeah. this is saying, thanks, guys, for building up this great environment for us. Now we're going to take it all. Thanks. Right. I mean, they're a billion-dollar company because of all of this third-party support. Right. And it just has to be – I mean, I have to assume it's a leadership team, and I've said this a billion times at this point, that just does not understand the culture that they serve. Right. They, and, they, man, I just <laughs> – a lot of – We're both just shaking our head a lot as we talk yeah, about yeah. this. We well, Remember, we, we were like, well, there's a lot of other popular uh, game systems, which we had even talked about way back in like episode one and zero. Sure. Um, there's the, the Fate system, OGL. OGL. Um, there's Blades um, in the well, Dark. Yeah, which is just an offshoot of the Fate system. <laughs> Fate system, which is OGL. And what's really funny and what you have to understand is that there are games that don't use any 5th edition rules that are still mm-hmm. published under the OGL as a, again, just kind of like a, well, a better safe than sorry protection in case any of the yeah. copy or any of the words we write happen to brush up against the language from 5th edition. At least if we put this in the back of the book, then we don't get sued. Yeah, these are 350-page books. There's a lot in here. It's, it was, Let's just it cover was ourselves. ridiculously easy to just put in yeah. the legalese from the 900-word document, and you were protected. Yeah. And we no longer have that protection. And of course, the, the now infamous, within a few days, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, oh, that was, a that video was, game 
yeah published on and right in the right in the licensing and agreement right in the game ogl yeah. again because they would use you know hit points and, and their things and just to cover themselves because why not it's free so yeah i don't anticipate that they were going after disney though i think i think hasbro is smart enough not to pull that but no no because i was you know i was looking into the culture of the leadership and i've had this conversation with you a million times um you know the people leading wizards of the coast at the moment are video game people right they're not tabletop you know, role-playing games. Although the president of Hasbro came from the Dungeons and Dragons division. Yeah, that's true. Him, or you know, the honestly, C- I CEO didn't... or president or something. The yeah, the, the COO. The CEO of of Hasbro was was pulled and was raised, risen up. He rose mm-hmm. up from the Dungeons and Dragons division. That doesn't necessarily mean he was a tabletop game guy, but right. he came from that division. Yeah, I, I mean, they announced Cynthia Williams is the one. She is, and I always get all these C. And then whatever letter comes after them. C-F-O-C-E-O-C-P-O. Exactly. So she's the president of Wizards of the Coast. Right. Um, Microsoft person. It's been there since 2018. Um, She worked in the Xbox division. Video games. Games. Yeah. Um, Chris Cox is now, that's who you're referring to. He's now the CEO of Hasbro as of February 25th. Um, Probably moved up there due to, in no small part, to the success of Wizards of Coast, right? Like you did such a great job there. You know, Peter Principal, let's move you up. And again, not to belabor the point, but one of the things that, you know, people at home, I wish, uh, the people who are not aware of this OGL situation, the people who are aware of it are very aware of it, and they probably understand it better than even you and I. But Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. people who are not aware at all, this is going to be something kind of confusing um but the the idea that dungeons and dragons became this popular because of just stranger things is is silly it wasn't yeah. just stranger things that made D popular D grew over 20 years especially during fifth edition which saw the greatest growth of any D edition ever mm-hmm. because of third-party publishers right. this wasn't wizards of the coast you know bankrolling their competitors this was wizards of the coast allowing fertile growth mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now they want to uh burn the fields they want to slash and burn farm everything right well what did we read about the monetization 20 percent of players are you know right. they, they view it and, as being under monetized right we discussed and this already the, yeah we discussed it last week it would have been was it last week, week? no it, it was a random encounter from a previous episode where we talked about how they said that the the player base was under monetized because only 20 percent right. of players spent 80 percent of the money that they earn yes not understanding that that represents basically dungeon masters right and when you go when you when you cut into the content for the dungeon masters you've now just attacked that 20 percent that you did have right and i like the point that people make hey those 20 percent spenders are the ones who are also going to be keyed into this situation and pissed off yeah you you yeah it's it's unbelievable um oh the only thing you know, that would make I this even worse would be if they were going to do something like this at the same time they needed to market something with the same brand yeah. like i don't know <laughs> A movie, a major, a major movie, yeah. a major motion picture that releases in two months. Yeah, we so just thought of that today. We just yeah, thought when that someone today, searches like, for the Paramount Dungeons and Dragons movie, yeah, yeah, they Paramount search for the must Dungeons. not be really super. Pleased. Oh yeah, because I've seen I've seen people say boycott the movie, which I won't do. Like, That's ridiculous. No, I won't do that either. I'm not going to do silly. that. I want Dungeons and Dragons movie. Mm-hmm. I I love Dungeons and Dragons. I yeah. love Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. This is why I'm so upset about this. Right. I'm upset. And until I hear otherwise, I don't think this is Jeremy Crawford, head game designer. At, no um D. like i just don't think that this is these people until making we hear these choices right. what's it's, that until we hear otherwise correct yeah until we hear otherwise um it does um, reek of, of corporate greed yeah yeah i mean you know and there and, and there's 
certain voices that we haven't heard at this point, Critical Role being chief among them. Aside from like a liked tweet. Yeah, we haven't heard anything. But again, Critical Role is a business that is about making money. Right. I, I like to and make that conceit. I love Critical Role, but let's yeah. not see it for something it's not. It is yeah. people making money playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's great. That's awesome. I love it. I love the books and the and the stuff yeah. they create, but they're, they're in it to make money. And yeah. if they've got the clout to, you know, not undercut themselves and still make their money they're right. going to do that yeah well and same thing and we haven't heard from paizo for no, pathfinder from um, um, and again heard from like i said earlier morris at the, en world or n world yep yep he has made a couple of statements on mastodon that they're working on their own system and they yep. want to adapt uh level up 5e my favorite new third party mm-hmm. stuff you know um yep. to be uh, non-ogl but uh, we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves yeah 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 um <laughs> Well, and the big news today, I mean, we're recording this on the day when a bunch of big news happened. The, yeah. um, the big news being that, um, I don't remember what time it was, but you know, at a certain time during the day today, Cobalt Press, and we've talked about Cobalt Press on this uh, channel before, the Cobalt mm-hmm. Guide essays and articles and chapters that we've discussed come from Cobalt Press. Um, Wolfgang Bauer is, uh, I think, their lead guy at Cobalt Press. And they put out a tweet today saying, raise the black flag. Their website almost immediately crashed because what it turned out is that Cobalt Press released a statement saying that they had not yet signed on to the new OGL. They were going to wait and see if it, what it was and if it was good for them as a company. But in the meantime, they were going to start working on their own non-OGL universal role-playing game system that will have an open, here are the keywords, open, perpetual, irrevocable license. Yep. For people to create and work and build and write and play. Something that is probably going to be relatively Dungeons and Dragons adjacent. Um, oh yeah, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. And I think that's brilliant. Ten minutes later. Now we've gone a week, Josh. A week mm-hmm. with nothing yep. from Wizards of the Coast. Not a thing. It was like ten minutes later yep. that the, uh, the the Wizards of the Coast... It, well, no, sorry. It wasn't Wizards of the Coast. It was D&D Beyond. I was going to say. We D&D still have Beyond not heard from Wizards of the Coast. Saying, uh, we know there are some uh, questions and concerns about the new OGL. We'll be releasing a statement soon. We thank soon. We thank you for your patience. So they yep. made an announcement that they're going to make an announcement. They yes. immediately got. Oh, by the way, so the D and D Wizards Twitter account didn't make that, but they did like and retweet the statement from D and D Beyond. <laughs> I like to imagine it was the same PR person clicking and then switching their accounts of, and then liking course. and retweeting. Well, and it's, it's sort of like what I, I do with the fourth pillar of play Twitter. I went into the Twitter and I started to read the various tweets and, you know, people that was the opening and a lot of, um, a lot of ire sent towards Watsi from there. It was not a warm, it was not a warm, comfy swimming pool of comments. And then I love all the people that would pop in with the tweets. Well, you know, you're just yelling at the PR person from D&D Beyond and it's just like, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. Know, it's, like, it's like, we know who's reading these. <laughs> They're not, mm-hmm. they're just and, and even if they are yelling at the PR person, the PR person's like, I'm just the PR person. They just catalog yeah. it all and send it on to the people who need to hear it. Hopefully. I mean, this is this is this should hopefully be a four alarm fire for this company. They're yeah. literally Well, you would have thought they would have got right on that and not waited a week. But yeah, yeah they underestimated something somewhere. Yeah. Somebody well, sh- and one of the other things that happened was it two days ago or last night or something like that. Um one company uh, I forget the name of the company. I'm just blanking right now. They yeah, released they the got it, they released the PDF of the full 1.1 GPL uh, G- mm-hmm. OGL um, yeah. it, because they they scrubbed the PDF of all the identifiers and released the whole thing and it was like worse than people thought. 
Yeah, it, it was got just, even worse. It, it got even worse. And what's interesting, too, is that it looks like they're also going to change their policy for fan content. You know what that affects, Josh? That would affect that would affect us, though. I don't. I can't imagine. We just have to stop saying D and don't. Un- so, so we got a text from um, some of the our friends at Night Shift, and they were like, "Hey, does this D and D stuff affect you guys?" Yeah, it, it's sort of looking like it does. It affects us because it basically, could potentially, it could potentially again. Yeah, I'm not being conceited. I know that we are like we are fledgling baby amateurs in this whole thing. Nothing we right. created, you know, but. The Estorok information I put on our website has the open gaming license at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you remember we have a time to remove it that that was built in that yep. is removed into it. We just remove the open gaming license, make yep. it unavailable, and you know. So, but the idea is that the playground that we built the premise for our podcast to play in mm-hmm. is in danger of being yoink, pulled away. Yeah, and even if now they backtrack and don't yoink it. The who, who, who can trust them? Who can trust them? Right, exactly. So, in essence, I still say it. It, it does affect us because yeah. this wasn't this wasn't what we were signing. We were signing on for the same promise that so many other people have been have found success and joy in for the past twenty years. Mm-hmm. So that's very disappointing. I'm very yeah. much looking forward to seeing some of these other open game systems that these other publishers create because if well, we've already press started comes, exploring i know we, if cobalt press comes up with an amazing one i don't mind switching to that to learn how to be a game designer mm-hmm. but if if the license for dungeons and dragons is going to make it impossible to learn how to be a game designer in dungeon using dungeons and dragons then there's no point in doing that yeah um, so well then we you know at one point we were at um and i still don't feel like it's off the table we were discussing our own system yep we, we would say absolutely we couldn't come up with our own ideas in our own system <laughs> You know, it's just sucks. It's such a <laughs> weird choice, you know. And it's funny because uh, Cynthia, I forget her last name just escaped me. Um, you know, she comes from Microsoft World. She came from their 2018. Steve Ballmer left 2014. So there, in, at Microsoft itself, there was uh, Steve Ballmer himself literally, I believe, called Linux a cancer. Basically, literally a cancer on intellectual property. I wrote down exactly what he said. But this is a, you know, she does come from a culture that says... Steve Ballmer, guy top down, uh, Linux is a cancer that attaches itself um, to an intellectual, in an intellectual property sense to everything it touches. So his overall idea was, you know, you let people with open source software and you let everybody in and they're just going to take your profits, they're going to take it from you. Um, And it, it, they've certainly changed their tune now. I mean, Microsoft Edge is gone. It's just Google. It's just Google Chrome. But she could have come from an environment where she had been, you know, that, that, I'm sure that that was still lingering, you know, in the culture, you know, unless they did a wholesale, this idea that, you know, um, people who create something new are threatening us and people who, who, who profit off of what we do differently, you know, they they're taking profits from us. But again, um, tabletop gaming is not a digital medium and Mm -hmm. and it just seems like they're just treating it like that's all it is. It's something to be loot boxed and microtransacted and also part of the monetization. Also comment. part of the monetiz- yeah. monetization. Oh, and yeah, I, there's so much, there's, there's more than you and I can get into. We are certainly not the experts, um, but it, it does affect, it, you know, it affects us at a level of being disheartening. It affects yeah. us at a level of potentially undercutting any uh, legal protections we might have for any products we create or if we wanted a mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Again, right. one of the things, if, you know, just kind of rewinding yeah. back to all the awful stuff was the, you know, they want a percentage of all Kickstarters. And Kickstarter has become the most popular way to crowdfund a role playing game project. 
and they right. and Kickstarter negotiated the amount down to twenty percent, but it's twenty five if you go through someone else. Again, the profit margins for role playing game publishing are not so high as to be able to support this. Right. So they are in effect killing competition. They are mm-hmm. saying that the open gaming license is a way for them is is basically just a way to to fund competitors, and we don't like it. Yeah. And in the case of, you know, you take and you, you take something like a critical role or a Paizo, which I know I mentioned earlier, these are organizations, companies, they have employees, these employees have families, um, you know, yep. there's a production staff associated with critical role, um, uh, you know, Paizo is a full on publisher with an active digital wing and, you know, mm-hmm. well, critical role has their own publishing company too. Yeah. During yeah. Price. I mean, the, the, and so when you're critical role, um, you know, you may be with us in spirit, but you, you, you know, you, you're a caretaker for these people that you have, you know, that work mm-hmm. for you and you're going to have to make decisions and it may just be, okay, I have to take the 1.1 or else my X amount of employees, well, all my employees people. go. Right. And again, it's easy for people to armchair expert these things, but mm-hmm. I, so I, the, the other thing I sent you this information, uh, later this afternoon, uh, mm-hmm. just today in this evening, I did notice because the other big publisher, we don't talk about it a lot, but the other big publisher in TTRPGs is uh, MCDM, Matt Coville, mm-hmm. Matt Coville's company. Yep. Matt Coville yep. is very popular. MCDM puts out amazing content uh, as a third-party publisher. They have the best playtesting of almost any of the different uh, third-party publishers. So he's been a voice criticizing the the new OGL stuff. All of the big voices have been critical of this, except yeah. for the ones that have reserved, have been quiet because they've been planning what they're going to do. The Dungeon Dudes have held off two videos as they plan a special video about this to deal with Sly it. Sly Flourish hasn't said anything. All Mike he does Fl- on Mastodon Sh- is reblog. Yeah, and he's been, and I noticed that as well. He's been doing a lot of, so you can tell where he falls on it. He's already talked about it before when it was conceptual. He saw it coming. Yeah, he saw it coming. Uh, but he hasn't made a statement yet either, and his podcast hasn't come out this week. So yeah. this isn't just uh, Josh and Talon, you know, Tempest in a teapotting here. There mm-hmm. are very popular, prolific, profitable publishers who are saying, guys, buy my stuff right now on uh, DriveThruRPG, because, which is a website where you can buy tabletop game stuff in PDF form. Yeah. Buy it now because I'm going to pull it. Yeah, it's going um, to go publishers, away Publishers... Um, selling their books for, you know, 10 bucks, normal yeah. retail 50 bucks because they just don't want to have to pulp the things. Exactly. And um, and Arcane Library did the thing, the same thing. They yeah. or she is a great writer and she said, "I'm pulling my stuff. I'm probably going to have to pull all my stuff." And she's also yeah. got her own system she's been working on, but she, she yeah. was going to release it as an OGL system and now she has to go back before she hadn't released it yet. That was her saving grace. So yeah. she's going to go back and and strip it out, strip out the OGL language. And so Bringing, let's bring it back to fourth pillar of play. We yeah. want to learn to be game designers. I still want to work on learning to be a game designer, mm-hmm. but we have to pick a game to design it. Yeah. And I still do love Dungeons and Dragons. I do think we're still at a wait and see phase. Agreed. Totally. So while I'm not going to jump ship from Dungeons and Dragons right now, I don't think we should. Right. I do think we need to just be cautious moving forward. I think we need yeah. to plan, you know, hope for the best, plan for the worst. Yeah. And at least in discussions, I think we're going to do. We'll definitely do less mechanics and more lore. Right. And I think that's what we'd have to do. We So we basically picked like the worst time to start this podcast. Um, yeah. This is like someone who's like, hey, check out my new horse-drawn carriages as Henry Ford's building his factories. Um, yeah. So Well, the guy, the guy who made um, Game of Life, right? Okay. I think it was the Game of, it was the game of Life or Monopoly. The, all the original run was on the backs of pictures of Abraham Lincoln without a beard. Oh. This guy had made a whole warehouse full of, you know, because it was a time where you revered the president enough, you had a picture of him hanging up mm-hmm. uh, in your house, and he had done 
this, hey, this Lincoln guy's pretty popular and he made a ton of them. He had a warehouse full of, uh, you know, because back then getting a picture was difficult. And then Abraham Lincoln shaved his beard off. Or no, no, Abraham Lincoln grew a beard. Grew his beard. That's what it was. He had a bunch right. of Abraham Lincoln without. Then Abraham grew a beard and it, he be, had a warehouse full of useless pictures he couldn't sell. So on the back, because um, they were hard, he made the board game. I'm going to wow. clarify exactly which board game it is. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy was, he was the only one with worse timing. But who could have oh, thought I, that? Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. Well, who could have thought, who would have ever thought that a company that last year was worth $1.7 billion um, would ever consider going after the chump change? You know, how do you, of, you know, what, what did we say? Uh, uh, Paizo for Pathfinder was worth 34 million last year yeah. you know, as a company. I, I, when it was Cobalt was between like five and 20 million. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it doesn't, it adds like, it adds, it adds a 10th of a decimal point to Hasbro's bottom line. It doesn't, it's such a weird thing. And it's like, where do you think that bottom line came from? You're not releasing that much content. Right. And that's one of the other things that, you know, people have pointed out, like Cobalt Press puts out a lot of content Mm -hmm. more than Wizards does, I would say, arguably. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So yeah. So on this podcast, this will make some of our listeners happy because when I told some of our listeners today at work that this episode was going to be more about the business side of things, uh, she just gave me a very, a very emphatic thumbs down. So, <laughs> so uh, we get it. But if that helps, that. if it helps at all, literally no D and D anything is talking is gonna about do, is talk, else. It's, Yeah, exactly. This is going yeah. to be. We're recording this in the very in the moment of when it's happening, and it's going to come out. You know, seven days later, six days later, and I'm I'm I'll cannot wait to see what has fallen since then because i would be willing to bet we get an official statement before this episode comes out so oh you know what we you know what and then this is probably my fault um but legal eagle looks like he's interested right? that was what i sent you That's that i forgot about that yeah yep. i sent you that that mcdm matt coville got a tweet from legal eagle who's a very famous podcast and that's YouTube huge. channel that's huge that's gonna that's going to um if he can get that out he usually releases episodes on friday i have a feeling he's going to be more thorough on it but if he if he gets that out anytime before they make a statement, I mean, that now you're taking, you will take that outside of this community. Right. And now, and knowing the way uh, he handles things mostly, it's he's just going to frame it as the greedy, as I said to Michael and Sabrina the other day, greedy robber baron mustache twisting villainy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really is what it is. It's like, it's almost like a cartoon. It's so... It, what most of our, what probably enough of our listeners don't understand is this is so ridiculous. It's cartoonish. Yeah, like, exactly. You you could go back a year and tell any of these, um, we'll call them D and D influencers, whatever you want, that this was what's going to happen. They'd be like, "That is insane. That is the most ridiculous scenario you could possibly put in front of us." Yeah, there's no way they're going to spend a week burning down twenty years of goodwill. Why would they do that? It's it's a, it's staggering. Like yeah. it's it's like they literally were like, oh shit there's a fire here let me dump this gasoline it just i i liquid smother fire no no that's not you know i mean because it's it's bananas and by the mm-hmm. way it is on the backs of um pictures of abraham lincoln without his beard the guy created the board of life except or the game of life except the game oh, of wow. life used to have the option of suicide um have you i don't know this is a complete this is a random encounter to the random encounter josh sure. have you seen the yeah. complaint the there was i guess complaints i saw someone complaining about the new game of life because in the new game <laughs> no. of life you don't have to marry someone of the opposite gender and you don't have to go down the marriage track to get kids oh goodness so well the game of no, life is now the, too woke yeah i know i saw the attractive 
and the quite attractive clue. Cast. Oh, the chef. The difference is insane. I know. I'm like, they were going for it. They don't want. The, they don't. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Yeah. None I, of them. Some, I saw None some tweet again. I wish I could credit this because it was just like one of those tweets you pass by and you laugh at. Someone saying like, <laughs> "I can't wait to hear about all the people who had their lesbian sexual awakening looking at the new chef in the game Clue." <laughs> because she looks because awesome. it used to just be Mrs. It used to be just Miss Scarlet. Mm-hmm. There was there was the only one that was the uh, yeah that's it's so Hasbro is doing some things right because I do believe those are Hasbro board games. I think moralistic values wise for the content, I think they know how to market themselves to the audience sure. and the world the way that's going to move forward. Yeah, they really missed the boat on this one. Yeah, so. All that to say, here at the fourth yeah. pillar of play, we're going to be focusing a lot in the neck our, our coming up episodes on we're going to just going to pour all of our energy into Estrock. This is going yeah. to be where we're going to do our first game. So, we're going to build the lore of Estrock. Mm-hmm. It means that we're not going to probably jump into doing things like subclasses, but we're right. going to describe the kinds of jobs that people have. We might describe some of their like? abilities. We might mm-hmm. describe the cultures. We're going to develop the city of Point Reach, which is not the city of Farpoint. And yeah. we're going to uh, do all of these things. And we're going to work on a lot of lore and world building, which isn't what I really wanted for this podcast. But we need to do something while we figure out what the environment is going to be moving forward. Sure. I mean, you know, I mean, Estrock is a great, awesome idea. We can talk about how we would like, I mean, because I've already brought it up a little, um, how do we want the game to flow? What do we want our games to be like? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, because I've been, I mean, we've had a lot of discussion about magic and we were just talking today about um, wizards, right? Yep. yep. Uh, you know, I think our our wizards on Estrock should be more capable than your average wizard. Yeah. With a, so a little what bit do we want a wizard to look steel. like? Yeah, what do we want a magic user? Sorry, wouldn't want yeah. to infringe on any uh, OGL material. What would a magic yeah. user or an arcanist look we gotta like? Be careful, we don't want to upset Chaucer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Charlemagne OGL going way exactly. back. Exactly. Oh, but, I mean, there's all kinds of different things. Did you ever study Chaucer in, in college? Well, I'm not, not in college. You know that. I was. I well, as an English major, I had to study. I had to do Chaucer and Britlet one. And my favorite mm-hmm. part of it was learning how to learning how it sounded. You ever heard the yeah. opening of Chaucer? When did the brew with the shortest the drogh the marched perse the rota and batted every vine and swish liqueur of which virtue engendered is the fleur? It's just oh, fun well, to say that that probably comes in handy all the time. I, I well, it, can you tell? I don't do it very often. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I sometimes it's just say damn. it to myself every now and then to keep the keep the yeah. keep the tongue rolling the right way. But I also used yeah, to memorize so, I mean, spells from movies. So yeah. Well, um, so, you know, the, the, going forth, you know, the next couple of weeks with Estrock, we can talk about, um, I know I've brought up before in discussions, I like the idea of having weapon quality, mm-hmm. you know, yep. affect the damage that weapons does. Maybe we can flesh that type of thing, you know, that type of thing out. How does that system work? We're basically going to be working on writing all of the fluff that would go around yeah. whatever mechanics we came up with. And we'll more have descriptions. And more, I love yeah. leaning into the savage part. And I don't, I, I like and we, you know, we've always, we established there wasn't like a pantheon, there wasn't a Justice League of the, of, right. you know, the Colossal. And we, we, um, well, you know, I've, I can't wait to get the book in my case, but I just became really enamored of that Shadow of the Demon Lord. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just immediately love that you cap out at level 10, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I know and that. And it's not there, OGL, you, evidently, when, you know. Yeah. From what yeah, I can find. He, he was a guy who got had a bunch of ideas for 5e rejected working mm-hmm. for Wizards of the Coast. And he was like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to take my toys and go home. Yeah. And I'm leaving the, uh, your OGL behind. And there's other games that are non-OGL that are also... Uh, but 
there's some really cool fifth edition OG. There's one that's I forget what it's called, but it's like um, it's like Stone Age five e. It was a Kickstarter. Uh, oh about a year yeah, ago. what was it? I just saw that. Um, but it was five e in a Stone Age, and it just looked Pan, really cool. Pangea plane. Something oh like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's something like that. Pangea plane. Plangea. Plangea. Uh, but it's like Savage, Which, Stone totally Age. Totally awesome. Yeah. Uh, 5e. But again, it's OGL. Some of the very um, few uh, things that I've heard coming out of Sly Flourish, that was one of the things he reblogged over on Mastodon. Oh, okay. Um, he did mention you know, some support for that. He did share that. Uh, yeah, it's it's um, Plangea. Okay. I plant... Planegia? Plangia? I think they mean Plangia, right? I'm, I think it's probably Plangia. It's because it's a, it looks it's super a pun cool. on Pangea. Yeah. So... Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's it's super cool. Um, and we have Pip Four Thriller Play has signed the uh, open hashtag open D and D letter. Yes, we did. Correct. Yep. Correct. Um, Which has got like over or around thirty thousand signatures on it at this point. Yeah. So and that's and that's significant because that is a again it, it is a a smaller community than we think because we're in it. Um, and that's a lot of people that you know that might, also correct. You know, you, your your parents are not signing the open, you know, the hashtag, hashtag open D and D. Right. Yeah, the, we did reblog the that. open the hashtag open D and D. So yeah, we've had. Our I think it could be one of day. those times. I, I think I think those signatures. This is definitely one of those times where those signatures are real, um, probably really regi- legit and generally fairly heartfelt. Yep, you know, I would it's agree. like I, I don't, I don't, I think it's probably pretty safe to say that people didn't just go, eh, whatever. Um, no, it's, it's a oh, it's a, it's a something to sign. Yeah, I'll click on. Yeah, I, I think you it has to actually probably mean something to a lot of people. So it's it's. Ugh, so what world building do you fun. want to do next? We actually, we, we came up with all the the fluff for our cat horse. We didn't come up with a name yet, so we'll come yeah. up with a name. Yeah, um, we'll commit to a name. We'll commit to a name, and we will um, write up the fluff that mm-hmm, we've come mm-hmm. up with. Uh, for those yep. of you who are not aware, I'm using the words fluff and crunch. It's old, uh, old uh, colloquialisms having to do with the language yep. in a in a D&D book over, well, the history of the animal, and then the crunch is the rules for running the animal. Yeah. So right now it, we can do fluff, but crunch yep. we're going to hold off on a little bit. And maybe we'll break that up. We, we had discussed uh, doing some discussions with some folks about D&D. Right, we want to talk to we, other people. We put some of those some in, that episodes. Um, I know you want to do a Pantheon. I, I do, a, I do. I, like, I got a chapter on like that RPG pantheon. building book on how to do a Pantheon. Yeah. So there's all kinds of stuff, and then we'll just... Um, yeah, you know, and maybe we later. can actually start talking about like, okay, so let's start from scratch. Let's imagine there's no D and D at all. What does yeah. a magic user look like in Estrock? Completely divorced of any game system whatsoever. What does a magic user look yeah. like? Thinks that's probably the tack we should take. That you know, you know what this? Yeah, you know, actually, we should because the more I think about Estrock, the more I really like. I'm, I'm, I'm taking our own advice and I'm keeping the savage in the forefront of my mind. Savage, and I like the idea of it being a struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I like the idea of but I, no matter what. Always in my mind, a fighter from Estorok gets dropped in Faerun, the D and D world, and, and nobody just, can step to him. Right, like it's exactly. just you, you can't. You you're not even ready for this. Like, and I just love the idea of building that kind of toughness into everybody. Under dark, you mean under dorks? Yeah, exactly. Don't mess. You know, don't mess with a shopkeeper from Point Reach. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like because even they're tougher than you'll ever dream to be. Um, I and I love that. So that's going to yeah, be the things we talk about moving forward, I think. Yeah, and that's um, you know, and that's that's interesting to us, and it's definitely interesting to the listeners that we have. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? The mechanics could also become almost become our uh, second episode in a week. 
you know, split the mechanics off and go ahead. And this is our mechanics episode. If you don't want to listen to this one, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, this is because our warning. Yeah, because I know your friends. wife was like, are you guys going to be talking about Astarok? Right? Your wife, Jody was like, are you guys going to be talking about Astarok? And you're like, no. Oh. <laughs> well, she also wants to see a picture of a course. Yeah, so no, I, um, I, uh, Rowan has, has been assigned that, so I'm going to work with them. I mentioned it to them, so I'm going to work with them um, probably after this. I cool. Talk to them. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some yeah. work on this as well. But yeah. we're at time. All right, excellent. So, and, and thank you everyone for hanging out for our. I mean, it's a rant, and it's a it's a heartbroken rant, and exactly. it wasn't even as organized as we had hoped. Well, <laughs> we I mean, like, because it's from the heart. Yeah, it was just heart. like uh, it's just sad. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, when we record next Tuesday, we'll have yeah. some maybe better news. But yeah. I do like the idea that people are saying at, th- at this point the harm has been done, and that even if Wizards of the Coast recoils steps back and says no we're sorry we won't revoke the old 1.0a and we'll make some tweaks to 1.1 i've seen a lot of people who express who say no you need to do a 1.0b it's the text of the 1.0a and it says irrevocable irrevocable perpetual Perpetual and open and if you don't do that then we don't trust you we're not gonna we're not gonna let you then we're gonna let lucy pull the football again yeah yeah i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna get that run started so so i guess all right yeah thank you everyone so much for listening absolutely um, thank you for uh hanging out with us as we got multiple discussions into yeah. one recording for posterity's sake yeah if you have any thoughts about this please feel free to message us at our website www.fourthpillarofplay.com the four all, all spelled out. out yeah all spelled yeah. out um or you can message us on instagram or twitter uh but that's mm-hmm. all the time we have for today thank you josh uh thanks talon yeah and thank it's you to everyone to at get home together i'm glad you're feeling better thank you so much uh yeah. next time in person right yeah hopefully and hopefully. i can show you the sweet um my new your um, sweet mic arm the new awesome mic arm so. yeah so <laughs> and my and headphones that, yeah and your headphones right They'll with that nice. ladies and gentlemen we will leave you for the uh for the, for the evening thank you so much yeah. and we look forward to creating hopefully more with you yeah All talk right. to you next Bye-bye. time